0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: The height of the the powers of the Kinning cartel, the idea that some young lads would be allowed to go around and shoot at whoever they wanted, that wouldn't have been the case. case. but once somebody gets shot, and once somebody gets killed, it really ups the ante. You know, if something's done to them, they have to bring it up to the next level. level, level, level like, they're not being careful, and they're, although the, the, the wheels are just as slowly, like, it will catch up with them.
0: I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld, in Ireland and across the globe. When drug dealer James Whelan was gunned down in Finglas in North Dublin two months ago, Gardaí braced themselves for an explosion of violence and for tit-for-tat attacks. In recent weeks, the home of Whelan's mother, Sonia, has been firebombed amidst 70 violent incidents linked to the feuding gangs, many of which are flagged on social media postings. But is this Finglas feud the future of gangland wars? Or is it part of the fallout of the collapse of the Kinahan Empire? Where the so-called flashy gang once held a prominent position of power. Today, I'm talking to Sunday World Deputy Editor Niall Donald about the dirty warfare on the streets of a Dublin suburb and the consequences of it for policing drug mobs. This is crime world a podcast from sundayworld.com I've been asked quite a lot recently about you know the fallout of the kinnehan organized crime group demise in dublin and you know what it has meant but i suppose it's been it's been happening here a lot longer than it's happening anywhere else since the sanctions and um I do think that one of the significant fallouts is what's happening with the flashy crew with Finglas. I think they are young guys who came up with that confidence of being part of the Kinahan Organised Crime Group. And while that overarching power is no longer there, they still feel it, don't they? That's what's making this feud stand out, really. It's their absolute confidence and brazen um, attitude to life. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you look back uh, a decade ago, uh, there was always a, a, a strong organised crime presence in Finglas. But I mean, if you remember Nicola, like say around the Don, de Don Dun, those guys, there was a, a hard core of, uh, of gang members involved with him. They were all in their mid forties, really. I mean, they were mm. they were they were men, and although they committed horrendous acts of violence, I, mean, I think a large part, a, a good part of their focus was on making money. And um, so they had a, a kind of a, and even before that in Finglas, there was other other gangs there. There were always old, older men who were really trying to avoid police detection. But what you had with the flashy gang was that, that old structure, the guys that oversaw the young lads. And um, as the feud progressed, the, the Hutch Kinahan feud, that core of people, including people like Trevor Byrne, They had to flee the country as they became the focus of Garda Investigations as part of the fallout from the feud and and other people as well. And what had left was a a group of guys in their early 20s who I don't think money was their primary focus. It was really, you know, status and stuff like that. And they rose absolutely to the top under the, the, the name of the Kinnahans and they had nobody kind of overseeing them. And maybe this feud, which is really quite exceptionally violent uh, in terms of, or maybe even exceptionally uh, in terms of the people that are being targeted, innocent women, really. Um, you know, maybe that stems from that, the fact that you have people of that
0: very young age um, having too much money and too much power. And really that business of targeting relatives and, you know, female associates of people involved in the gangs, it's kind of new in a way. In gangland, it, it's new in that it did start to come in during that Kinnahan hutch feud. But previous to that, you were really seeing feuding between members of gangs, actual active members of gangs. And they were kind of adhering to that old gangland rules, whichever way they existed, but that, you know, the families were left alone. And that's really what's standing out in this in this flashy gang feud Um that it's women, and in particular, one of the most shocking incidents that's happened since the murder of James Whelan, the drug dealer, two months ago, is that his mother, Sonia Whelan's house, has been really badly firebombed, really badly damaged. The pictures are quite extraordinary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, during the, the the height of the Hutchkin feud you had, and what they were being referred to amongst each other, uh, uh, window breakers is, is what they were calling each other. And they were this is really the guys kind of at the lowest end of that feud that were living in the north inner city. I mean, there wasn't, you know, coming from the very top go and break somebody's window. But well, they were throwing stones through innocent women's, you know, people that were relatives of, of people involved in the feud, breaking windows. And that really was as far as it went, a lot of it consider back in the day in say the Sheriff Street feud, people lived on top of each other and people connected with, with the you know family members could coexist in those communities, maybe not comfortably, but they weren't going to be targeted of shootings and and firebomb attacks. But all of that has gone out of the window in this situation in Finglas, and it is genuinely shocking. Um, You know, these aren't people, you know, getting a few bricks thrown through their windows, um, you know, which is just really an act of intimidation where there's unlikely to be consequences but if you see the arson attack on on Sonia Whelan's house, um, you know the place was gutted. The fire went not just something being thrown through the window; it gutted the whole house, and um, her car outside was 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 destroyed as well. And you know, although you did have it in the Drahada feud, you had a lot of homes being attacked. It does seem to be uh, escalating, and it's been driven by social media by threats, particularly on TikTok, where pictures, you know, I've actually looked through it there last week. And although there are some of the the players in the the flashy gang and the rival gang being pictured, in fact, most of the pictures are of mothers, girlfriends, sisters, and most of the threats are going against those people. So it is, I think it is quite shocking, to be honest. And I mean, it must be horrendous for Sonia Whelan, who has had to. Who's lost a son and all all of that all that brings to then have to flee her home, and of course it's not just one side. There, there there's innocent women associated with Mr. Flashy also being targeted. So it's very hard to uh, it's 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 very hard for a community to come back from
0: that. I think and to to you know the scars of that are going to go on and on. Now these TikTok and you're much more familiar with social media than I am. Outside my little foray into Twitter, I'm not great with anything else, but um. TikTok, I do know all about that. But uh, these TikTok videos, there's pictures of people, there's some music playing in the background. And one of them I did see after Sonia Whelan's house was targeted was one that read, James is dead, Mammy's all on her own now. Um, like, it's it's not really like something we've seen before. No, I mean, obviously, the, the, the rise of, of, you know, social
1: media... And Gangland, you know, it, it has occurred. And we've seen a lot of it during the, the a lot of the the, the Hutch-Kinnaghan feud was played out on Twitter. A lot of fake accounts going up. But I think TikTok brings it to a new level because there's a lot of video, a lot of images. And they, they you know, they, they don't seem to um, be taken down very, very quickly. I mean, they're very, very explicit threats on TikTok. I mean, it, it mm. leaves no room for the imagination. And I suppose it's like all new social media platforms. We saw that with you know Bebo first, and then it it starts to become more regulated as it goes on. Facebook is a lot cleaner than it once would have. And um, so these social media platforms rise. Uh, people migrate to it, and it be, and it becomes the wild west very very quickly. I mean TikTok has grown massively, and you know it is an issue. You see, and um, it's as it's if you see even not to connect these things, with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial trial you see that tiktok has become the primary focus for people to take sides on that and to push lines on it and you know and in parallel though dealing with a lot a very different subject matter that's happened in in the
0: this fingerless feud as well and so what other sort of threats are being issued on on tiktok um you know in particular, coming from the flashy side, shall we say, they they were making some sort of assertions about what they were going to do after the murder of James Whelan.
1: Well, there's just a lot of... Um, there's a lot of talk, um, you know, not to get into anybody, Addy's name in particular, but there's a lot of talk of burning out um, people's mothers and a lot of pictures of people's mothers, um, which I think is, um, houses you know, is... Houses with the addresses listed. Houses with the addresses details of people's movements, uh, threats to shoot people, obviously, a lot of focus on, on younger siblings, uh, sisters of people as well. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, uh, focus on people's fathers as well. Um, just, I think, is genuinely un- 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 uncommon. And was there
0: something about digging him up out of his grave as like well? There ha- yeah, there has
1: been that, um, you know, threats to, which of course actually was a part of the draw this stuff as well, but... There is threats to dig people's graves up, to, to attack people's headstones. Um, mentions of very younger sisters of people involved in the feud, focus on them. Uh, girlfriends, in particular, have become a real focus. Uh, they're not just threats and that. There's also focus on what their private lives are, you know, not to get into yeah, it yeah. explicitly again, because you wouldn't give it credence, but it's very, very, very vicious. And, you know, they go up quickly, they come down quickly these TikTok pages and, you know, they're even given names, you know, they're named in, in, in the names of people involved in the feud. And they're just constantly posting pictures of, of people and, and their movements, you know. So it is it is it is genuinely, a, I think, a new low. I don't think we're over overstating
0: it to say that. Is there any indication where Mr. Flashy is, who would be the head of one side, and obviously the other side is now made up of Associates of the late James Whelan, and I think somebody very quickly stood into his position as, as top dog on that side. Well, there was talk that uh, Mr. Flashy had left the country um,
1: to go on holidays, um, but he has been in or around Finglas um,
0: in, in recent weeks. He'd um, be the only fella to get out of the country, wouldn't he, with what's going on <laughs> in Dublin Airport, if he did? Yeah, well, exactly. Just talking to somebody um, else there this morning about these criminals trying to move about and, and get through Dublin Airport, in actual fact, in connection with the, the kinahan situation, and uh, they're trying to move money out of Ireland and get it over to Spain. And I was just saying, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Every second bag in the airport is being looked yeah. at now after the... They they failed the security test and uh, we've all seen the queues. You wouldn't want to be standing out in that queue for no, too long be, if you had well, a you, no.
1: You'd be sweating. You'd you yeah, you be would. sweating. You would be sweating if you had a couple underground and, and rolled up <laughs> notes in your bag. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Nicola. Not that that yeah. you'll never know what that feeling so you'd have, is. You'd exactly
0: have a 50-50 like. chance essentially of getting it through. So you'd certainly bring one bag with you. So in order to. Uh, you know, you have fifty percent chance of getting stopped every advi- second bag. So, good, a- you good advice. Good advice, Nicola. Strap it to the body. I don't know. Um, I certainly wouldn't like to be trying to transport anything through the airport at the moment, even myself, no, my suitcase. No, but he does seem to have. Uh, uh, you know, he's not like these guys. They can no longer
1: float around, fingers. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Um so he has been in and out. And um, I think you see as well that there's that the some of the threats are starting to spread. Um, both sides, the flashy side and the other side, would have ties, very strong ties with criminal organisations in the North Inner City. Um, some of the threats on TikTok this week were uh, focusing on an a, a, a inner-city criminal, North Inner City criminal, that would have been associated with the, um, the, the hutch Kinnahan feud. Um, he seems to be tied in with the flashy gang. And he has been uh, blamed um, for the attack on on, on Sonia Whelan's home. The same, that same young criminal, not, not probably at the, the absolute elite, elite level, but he was previously the target of a, of a graffiti campaign by the Hutch side in the north inner city. So, and also the, the side associated with James Whelan um, would have ties maybe with what would be the remnants of the, the Christy Griffin gang. And so there is a danger of this thing escalating. Although they're all very young guys involved, um, there is ties and associations. And definitely, if you think about what the, you know, at the height of the the powers of the Kinnan cartel, the idea that some young lads would be allowed to go around and shoot at whoever they wanted, that wouldn't have been the case. There was, not to say it was better or ideal, but there was a sort of a a structure in place and, you know, there was a grip on what people, if people wanted to shoot somebody, basically they had to get permission. And all of that mm. seems to be breaking down now. So there is a danger of, of of you know, a real escalation in this. And you saw that in Drahda, where for a while it's the Drahda feud that it started off, there was windows, bricks being thrown through windows. But once somebody gets shot and once somebody gets killed, it really ups the ante. And there is a danger now that there be a, a series of retaliatory attacks. And, you know, by the nature of these guys, these gangs, they always feel they have to put, you know, something's done to them. They have to bring it up to the next level uh, to hit back, you know.
0: And it seems nearly that, um, you know, well, I suppose the ones we're talking about and the ones we know of their careers are really concentrated on this power as opposed to getting down to business, because... Everybody knows if you're in the drug business, if you actually want to go make some really good money and uh, squirrel it away, the way to do it is by not shooting anybody and to try remain under the radar. And that way, you're not going to be the focus of guard attention. Finglas must be swamped at the moment with guards and I can only imagine what it's like to be working out there every night. Um, you know, there's a threat of something. But over time, et cetera, in that area must be off the scale at the moment in order to try and keep a lid on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, a look, at it, like, it's really, really obvious that that these people are not uh, putting business first, you know. Um, and that's, that's, that's that creates a very volatile situation because, you know, if people are thinking about making money and avoiding guarded detection and having, they have something to lose. But it really looks like when you have guys in their late teens and early 20s, with none of that sense of even self-preservation. That's a very kind of dangerous scenario to be in. And in a way it was maybe like that down in in Limerick at the peak of that feud where it was very hard to see that these people were even, uh, what they were going to do, were not going to get caught, you know? And that that really means that people are behaving very recklessly. And that really Mm. means then people are under proper threat. Mm. But it just shows a kind of a, 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 you know, there is a vacuum there from from the loss of of, of the Kinahans. not that the loss would be the right term, but by their absence, it creates a vacuum. And what's fallen into its place has been a kind of a chaotic group of young lads who are really all about their clothes and spending
0: money and being big shots in the community. And there is a recklessness there, I think. And struggling for that power. And we've seen those vacuums in the past, I think, when... I mean, even going back as far as when John Gilligan was removed from the scene after the murder of uh, Veronica Gearan, a lot of the criminals in the Crumlin-Drimna area, who we would all know now and who are veterans now after all these years, but they were only in their late teens and they moved in to try and take that business. There was a lot of money involved at that point from the cannabis scene, about 20 million a year and they moved in in two separate groups to try and take ownership of that uh turf when really there's enough for everybody <laughs> if they could think sensibly you know what i mean there's more than enough money there for everybody to 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 live off really yeah and there is parallels in that you know the flashy
1: operation and, and the rivals were all at one stage part of the one gang similar to the the Crumland run the feud uh, protagonists you know they did they did all grow up together they did all they were all part of the one operation and then when the feud did happen although like it wasn't as if it was Crumlin versus Drimna in fact they were mm-hmm. all spread around uh, living in each other's pockets sometimes within a few hundred meters of each other the families will be living and therefore created a kind of a, a terror in the community you know Um mm-hmm. so I think that is the same thing in this this thingless situation, people are living on top of each other. There, you know that uh, while there's two two gangs, it's not even a geographical split. Um, although there probably is always elements of that. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a scary scenario, but it is very similar to 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 the crumbling dreamless situation that mm. that that vacuum is create is 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 filled by these young lads, and they do seem to
0: have um, operate with less to lose in their, especially in their early early years in their thinking anyway. Do we actually know what was the row between flashy and Whelan? Is there actual, is there, is there anything that we can actually point to and say, right, this is what caused this bitterness because they were, of course, once very good friends and, and work together and soldiered together.
1: Yeah. And holiday together and, and, and all, and all of those things. I mean, they certainly did spend time, you know, abroad together, uh, on, on, on package holidays and, um, but I don't. I don't know exactly. I mean, I think it's a. It's just generally described as a falling out of over, over money and 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 drugs. You know, and um, there does seem to have been a seizure of money at some point, and there does seem to have been a dispute about about how that happened. Um, I'm sure there's somebody who could tell you better information than that. Mm. But it does. It does seem to be as basic as that. And um, James Whelan was was probably although he looked, it doesn't look the part. Maybe it's a factor of my own age, but he looks about 12 yeah. uh, in some of the pictures. But these guys, he was a, a, a kind of quite a serious operator in the, in, in Fingers and, uh alongside Flashy. And he does seem to have deep connections with other mo- probably more established criminals. And that allowed him to uh, uh, to split away and be a genuine threat. A Flashy, Mr. Flashy has become famous, of course, um, or or gangland famous. But, um, you know, he, he and he lived off that name from from being, you know, basically the the, the Kenahans franchise holder in that area. Mm-hmm. But both sides are reliant on guys really. And, you know, there's there's a lot of reports of guys in 13, 14, 15 playing significant roles in, in distribution of drugs and firebombing and threats and all of that. So these are really, really young, young guys being sucked in and. You know, if you're sucked in at 13 or 14 and you firebomb somebody's house, that's going to hang over your head in that community for 20 years. Um, it creates a cycle of violence, I think. And you saw that in in, Krum, in, in the Crumlin drymna feud, where guys that were never, you know, were in, in nappies when the feud started took up that feud, you know, 15, 20 years later.
0: Mm. And I think more and more what you see is communities are just terrorised because of the levels of weaponry. And ego that these and confidence really that these guys have that you don't see it's been decades since we saw parents, you know, residents taking to the streets to try and stop this in some way, to march, to campaign, to try and eradicate it from their communities. I think it's just drug dealing and and this sort of drug violence is so embedded now in a lot of these communities that people just try and get on with life as best they can and hope it doesn't come to their door.
1: Yeah, though, in fairness, you did see people in Drogheda eventually. And there was mm. big marches and there was, you know, there was meetings held and people. But, you know, I think it's, it's yeah, it, it, it's hard to do it when there's that level of savagery and people are so, so uh, willing to resort to violence so quickly at, the, at the, the, the smallest
0: of slights, you know. Yeah, you're just sitting there hoping to God your windows aren't going to get put in, in fairness. I um, can totally understand it, but... So uh, 70 incidents so far and obviously that fire bomb attack on Sonia Whelan's house has been the most serious. But um, nonetheless, I think the guards aren't going to let down their, their guard at all. They're expecting further violence. There's a lot of firearms within the community. I think they did seize one firearm uh, from an associate on one of the sides and there was an arrest made. But apart from that, there's been no arsenal of weapons found. There has been no major arrests and these guys are all still Free and <laughs> putting out their threats all over the all over TikTok as, as they will, yeah.
1: But you know, the reality is, Nicola, and you know this as well as I do like, they're not being careful. And they're, they, you know, although the, the, the wheels of justice move slowly, like it will catch up with them and they will end up behind bars. It's just as simple as that. Um, it just takes time. But you saw that happen in Drogheda as well, it looked like it was totally out of control for a period of time. It's only because it takes a while for these guard investigations to build evidence and put people behind bars. Like, they will be caught. I mean, I fully believe that.
0: And that'll come to an end. OK, Niall Donald, thank you very much. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, Why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on,